Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast after a really disappointing result at Kenilworth Road in which the Reds needed the heroic Luis Diaz to come off the bench and rescue a point in stoppage time. Losing to them would have been a really tough pill to swallow given away their fans carried on with the Hillsborough chanting. But thankfully they'll be straight back down and hopefully it'll be another couple of decades before we have to go back there. I'm Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk and I'm joined for this one by Ian Brown and Paul Natten. Okay, Brownie, you've not been on for a while, so we'll kick things off with you. Uh, sum that up for us. Well, the, the first thing I was thinking of when I was coming back on was, like, I've been sat there for weeks watching us win <laughs> and look boss, and I'm like, we're back, this is great, I can't wait to go back on the pod, and then we do that. Yeah. Um, really frustrating, just wasteful. I think the main thing to take from the game for me today is just wasteful. Like, there's no way we should come away from a game like that and not have three points. It's completely all on us. I've just had to sit there watching Sky and they're all going on about how good Luton were and didn't they play football and everything. They did fuck all, they did nothing. Like It was just us just playing the ball slowly across the, the front of their box while they sat in. Quite rightly, I understand why they would sit in and just close all the gaps and be like, right, what are you going to do? Create a chance. It's down to us to do it, isn't it? And we just didn't. Like, we would... I don't know, we were just really passive, I thought. Like, just there was a lack of energy, lack of verve. Like, Dom, I, Dom's been mm-hmm. unreal all season, hasn't he? And then he he kind of epitomised the whole performance. I thought he was just really flat and he gets hooked quite early, which was a little bit surprising, but it's not like he did anything, was it? And that, that for me, just summed up the performance. Like, it was just really flat compared to what we've seen come before. I've been waiting a little bit, to be honest with you, for a performance like this, whereby... We look at it and I'm really excited in general about this team. I think we can go really, really far. I've been looking at it in recent weeks, comparing it to that great team that we had a couple of years ago. And I'm like, this one could be even better than that. But it's it's early days, isn't it? We're a little bit early in the development and everything. And there was going to be a game that came along where you walked away from it and you were like, not quite ready. And I think today might be that day where you go away and you're like... We're not going to win the league this year. We're not quite ready for it. Next year, like, you know, all bets are off as to what this team can do going forward. But I just think we're early in the development process and that game kind of confirmed it to me. Um, Paul, I've I've only been skimming through the chat, uh, but I did see you made a couple of comments about not being happy with things about Klopp today. Do you want to elaborate on that? What you... Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think, well, I mean, just before before I do that, Dave, first thing I just want to say is that I think, I mean, this, I'm sort of coming at what Brownie's saying from a different angle, really, in that I kind of, um, I felt that we've been getting some decent results without having amazing performances. I think we've had good performances, but not great ones. But I'm happy, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. I think it's a, a factor of where we are in development. I, apart from on the, uh, the fabled ghost part, I've said second, this season, I'm sticking with that now. I don't think tonight changes anything. I still think we're probably on balance the second best team in the league. I think City are mild better than everybody else, um, and we're not we're not winning the title this season. Um, I think in some ways um, we're far ahead of where I think any of us have got any right to expect us to be in our developments as a new team, given the number of changes that we made. I guess something like is, is inevitable, really. I think there's going to be one of the sorts of tests that you need to go through, I think, in, in your development as a team. You need to come up against a really obdurate 
um, team who don't really try much. With tactics like we saw tonight, basically, you need to come up against teams like that and learn how to deal with them and to um, to play your game and to be patient and to not let your heads go down and not get disheartened or confused or think, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, we, we, we're not going to find the win. We, the previous great team found a way to deal with, with teams like this. And, and this one needs under Klopp. My frustrations with Klopp, I mean, I thought the players were almost to a man poor. Um, I thought honourable exceptions being Alisson as ever, like, and he's just incredible. Like he's absolutely fucking incredible. You know that that saving. And we just take for granted how good he is one on one. He's just he's he's absolutely sensational. And and Harvey, uh, Harvey didn't deserve to be part of a result like that. I don't think. I thought he was really good when he came on. Mm. So you know, let me just be clear that I'm, I don't think any of the players, other than those two, covered themselves in glory. Um, but I just think that Klopp's got to be bolder in his tactics. I th- I think, you know, I think there's some wider questions for the season. Um, which we've touched on at various points throughout the campaign thus far. And I, I think some of those chickens came home to roost tonight um, in that why are we playing a right-back centre-off at left-back? And I know he played there for Rodgers briefly, but we've got somebody who can play with genuine width against a team that we know is going to sit deep. Why not start with Costas? Despite his form. Come on, no, Costas. Dis- despite his form, despite what happened when he came on, why would you not start with that? I think the issue of what is Trent doing in midfield is just glaring and that's coming from someone who thinks he can be awesome in there in games like think, today yeah absolutely I think I think I think Maka is absolutely not a six and I'm getting frustrated with him and it's not his fault um I want somebody it was more who was more I want Andre in there we can't have Andre in there at the moment so I'd rather have Endo who's a bit more mobile and used to the position the lack of mobility bothers me I think he gets caught well on the ball sometimes and that is is really not Particularly relevant to what happened today, to to what happened today, but it is it's all in the mix. I just think the composition of the team, the tactical setup, wasn't right. I think we could have been much bolder, much more aggressive in terms of trying to put some wide options on 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 the pitch. I think I've got no real problem with the, with trying to tr- some of the some of the intricate play through them stuff that we were doing in the first half. If you just vary it up a little bit, and for me those varieties that that variety comes from. I mean, a point Stu has made about us compared to City going back years, basically the whole time we've Jürgen's been with us, that we need to actually, you know, take it to the byline and cut it back. We need to try that occasionally, uh, and that's why you know a different choice of a d- different selection and different um, deployments of players might have helped. And the other thing that we did a little bit was was just take shots from range, just to just to vary it. But the lack of we, and we did that, and Darwin had a couple of decent chances there. Um, but you always know. That when you're taking shots from that far out, that it's far less likely to get to miss or be sorry, it's far more likely to to miss or be saved than it is to go in. So, but for me, that's just about keeping them on their toes, making them think there's something different happening. But if mm. you're just trying intricate stuff and passing through them, um, when a team's sitting back on a low block like that, then you know it's going to be it's going to be frustrating. Players have got to learn to deal with that, but I think with with should be part of that. I thought he was also really slow in terms of bringing subs on and making changes. Um, I thought there was a big shout for bringing Diaz on sooner than he did. And and again, I understand what Diaz has been through, but if he's in the squad, he's, he's available to play. And, and as he did, he came on and he scored. Mm-hmm. Um, we just needed that width. So those are my frustrations, really. But I'm not really... I mean, I'm, I must admit, my me, me anger has been greatly tempered by the, by the equaliser. I think I'd have been 
really, really fuming if, if we'd lost the game. But I think I'm able to get a little bit of, um, I suppose, perspective coming out of it and just think that, broadly speaking, I've, you know, we had one of those, similar points to what Brown was saying, we had one of those in us and we've, we've kind of got to go through this to become great. I don't really see how you become great if you don't sort of iron out these kind of wrinkles and these players who've settled brilliantly, but we've got to remember they're very young, they're new to Liverpool, they're new to the league, they're new to maybe to this type of football. Um, we've got to um, we, we've got to expect some bumps along the way. So yeah, that's that's. I just think Jurgen should have been bolder. I think he was too cautious. Um, I think it's a bit harsh that, to be honest with you, Paul. I look at that game and I, I think we did show variety. So in the first half, width, though, tri- did you? No, but Trent picks up the ball quite early and plays an unbelievable ball to Darwin Dunny, where Darwin hit the bar with that. That's, that's not like yeah. a, a guilt-edged chance. That's just an unbelievable pass from Trent. Then you've got the ball goes into Gravenberg and he breaks the line by sprinting through a gap and then lays the ball into Jota. Like Klopp can't put the ball in the back of the net in them situations. And that's before we even get to the elephant in the room. I mean, there's that many fucking elephants in the room with Darwin now and waiting for Attenborough to come on and start fucking... Well, that's for Dave, surely. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I'll that's... deal with I'm only saying this in defence of Kloppo, like, you know, when you stood on the touchline watching and your team's doing stuff like that, it's really frustrating. I'm not arguing he'll, the players He'll be as frustrated about any, uh, as much as anyone else, he'll be frustrated, like, that's really annoying, like, you know, you've got to put those, you've got to be more ruthless, I... I think one of the next steps for this team is to be more ruthless and you do build that up, like, we got that, didn't we, when we had Sadio Bobby... And Mo, they built that up over time. It didn't happen overnight. They needed a little bit of time. And I think this team needs that as well. That's just a natural process that you go through, I think. I just think with um, with Klopp, I didn't really have any issue today. Um, I was a surprised, <clears throat> surprised Gomez started. But there's there's two things in play there. There's like, one, Costas has not been good. Two, maybe it was to do with like, they, they said in... Um, commentary before the game you know we we kind of play with three centre-backs so your left-sided player is more of a centre-back and Gomez can do that so I got that and also the only real threat that you're going to get from Luton is like their height and the physicality and speed on the break so while I'm not totally comfortable with us picking our team based on what Luton can do because I don't think they deserve that kind of respect you know I also think a lot of it's just to do with Costas not doing what we needed Costas to be doing. And I think maybe it's a shot across his bars that he didn't start today, but I don't think it... I thought Joe Gomez was fine as well, you know, but yeah. in terms of what he's going to give you, I don't think you could ask for any more than that. But what he's going to give you is not necessarily what we need in a game like that, especially when you've got no width on the other side because Trent's, like, just farting about in midfield again. And, like... Our record with Trent playing in there is fantastic. Since we made that switch, the record's great. And I'm not dismissing it. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. And I feel like a broken record because we have brought this up a lot of times. But I think in a game like that today, did we really need Trent in the yeah. middle of the park, stood yeah. next to McAllister, like the, and they're the playing like five-yard passes to each other and stuff. Did we really need that? Or did we need Trent getting on the outside, getting behind him, whipping balls across? And to me, that's a no-brainer. I don't know why. It's not even that Trent like didn't do anything in midfield. He played some amazing passes, but he can do that from right back anyway. So we're not losing it by him having to play right back. The other thing with Trent today, it was back to the whole like when he he was over on the right hand side. It was like 
they just targeted him. You know, like that was the only outlet they had was that left winger and his pace. Um, I don't think we covered that side particularly well. Trent was having to deal with him more than I would have expected, considering he was meant to be playing in midfield. Like it seems to be Trent dealing with that, and Canate. That was, was after Dominic, wasn't it? Second half, I think. Even in the first half, he got away from him a couple of times. Um, but going back to the, the substitutions, I think he maybe could have done stuff earlier. The only issue I had with the subs was it was frustrating to me. I thought the first half was good, by the way. I have no problem with the first half. The only thing lacking was we just didn't score. I thought like yeah. maybe the last five, ten minutes got a bit away from us a bit. Prior to that, I thought it was good. The game was going the way we needed it to, barring the fact we'd not scored. The second half was shit. Second half was just, it was awful. Yeah. I was watching it, I'm like, we're getting worse. The longer this goes, the worse we're getting. And I think part of that is lack of width. So when you're making the change, and yeah, Jota can have no complaints about coming off, other than he could maybe say, why are you taking me off and not Mo? Because Mo's having a fucking stinker. Um, but it's not like, you know, Jota was doing enough to justify staying on. But you're bringing Gakpo on. In a, and this, this is not a, a knock on Gakpo in any way, shape or form. But if you're putting Gakpo on on the left, you know what you're going to be getting is he gets the ball, he's going inside where it's already congested. So you put Diaz there and he's going to go on the outside a lot more. You know, and that's when we were crying out for width. I think bringing Gakpo on just makes us even more narrow. So I didn't particularly like that. But that goes back to the broader point about the lack of width. It's a deliberate thing. Like, because my dad was saying that to him, he's like, you know, why are we playing like that against these little teams? We don't get round the sides. Why, why are we not doing it? I'm like, because that's a tactical ploy. That's not what they want to do. And I think it's just madness to not play like that against teams who want to play the way Luton did yeah, today. Yeah, we should be able to change it up tactically. Yeah. Why, we can we, the, why can we not do... like we've got, we need to change the tactics sometimes. Why can't we get round the back, little triangles, yeah. get round the yeah. back? Harvey wants to do that. Like when Harvey gets on, he's he's wanting to take up those positions. Even though he's left-footed, he's not yeah. necessarily going on the outside. He's taken up like positions where he can open his body up and play little passes and stuff and put crosses in. But it, it does not. not what's the point of a player like Ben Doak if you don't adopt that sort of tactic as well? Yeah, I mean the, the only thing I'd say there. I know he's he, not the answer today. Yeah, I know he's, that. But he's, he's just he, back he, from injury, so maybe it's. I, I know like, he I'm would not, have been a good today. option though. He would yeah. have been a good option if he was fit though. If you sign a player like that, you've got to think about how you're going to use him. Why bring in an out-and-out winger and beat people if you're not going to ever use the tactic of getting to the byline and cutting it across? Do you know what I mean? I just. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why we were playing. Like, the width that we had was with the two full-backs, and we've got away from that now, um, partly because, because we, the, we when Robin plays, he's not going forward as much. We did, but the midfield like was, was, like, a problem, though, wasn't it? it was, like, yeah, we got was, found yeah. out, but we didn't have a midfield. It was too slow, and we were too easy to play against. It's like, we fixed yeah, that, Ma- and you can Ma- argue Maca. that part of it's because Trent's in there now. It gives us the extra body. We didn't need that today. Luton were not wanting to get exactly. the ball down and play it through midfield. Yeah. Did Luton, you know, they, they, were, they had no possession. It was just purely like, we lose the ball... Barkley tries to play it out to the pacey players and then they go. There was no like. Yeah, but how much is that down to the fact that we have an extra player in the middle who dominates the ball? That that, that would be the argument. But not against Plus, a team like that, Brownie. They no, have no, no intention of doing that. The, the, it's such fine lines at this level. I mean, you go back and watch that miss like from Mo and Darwin. I'm not just putting it <clears> on Darwin because Mo's fucked it up, any. That comes from Trent playing centre midfield and pinging the ball to the back post. If Trent's playing wide right, that chance doesn't happen. 
that's just a fact because he's the one who plays the passing. You can argue if you want that someone else yeah, plays the fair. pass, but Trent's fucking unbelievable at them. But balls. you could argue that if you played right back, we could have created seven more chances. Yeah, well, yeah, we could have done. But I'm, 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 I'm talking about what happened rather than what we think might have happened. Yeah, but I'm we're having saying. a conversation about maybe doing things in a different way. Yeah, but that got that goes in, and everyone goes, "Oh no, look at that, Trent working in midfield. It's brilliant, isn't it? Like that's got nothing to do with Trent being there. That's somebody not being able to put the fucking ball in the back of the net from two yards, which is a problem. No, that was a different. That was a different one. In no, that was Trent. Trent played the yeah. ball across to Mal. Oh, right. And no, then it comes I'm to sorry, Darwin. That comes from Trent playing midfield. No, that comes from Trent playing in midfield is my point. Like, Klopp could turn around and go, that's the reason why he's there. We've created a guilt-edge chance from two yards out and the strikers put the ball over the well, I suppose I would counter that by saying if that's all we're creating, really, in terms of guilt-edge chances in a game against Luton, then well, we it's didn't. not right. That we need to be creating point. more like, decent chances. I've mentioned the Jota one. Trent played another one, which the one in the first half that he played to Darwin was more from the traditional right-back position. I actually think we're quite flexible with it. I watch it quite closely when I'm in the cop. Sometimes Trent is playing that right-back Sometimes he's playing in midfield. It's not like on the he outside, always goes though, like, in there. There's no overlap. No, he doesn't. That that's true. Like Mo obviously gets the ball and he has to come back inside, and he's the one who ends up. It ends up the being the right side of eight dumb. who overlaps. Yeah. It's always Dom. Yeah, it's the yeah. right side of eight who does it. And he and was when, shit today, I think, by the way. I agree with Paul's point that when Dom went off there, that did change things. That was completely different because then you had Harvey who wants the more cut inside. But then the goal comes from Harvey picking the ball up and putting it in back post on it. So it's like I, I don't yeah. know about the trend. Thing. I don't disagree with anything you have said there, by the way, as a general point. But I'm not sure today is the. Well, right I'm kind of, I'm kind of not specifically thinking necessarily just about today. To me, though, it's like I said before. Oh, I am. I, I, it, it's, 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 it's brought up these questions which I think have been bubbling under. And as I said, I, th- I think we had a game like this coming, like really the same, same point you made. Brownie just I came at it from that. a different I do angle. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I just, I, and I, but I do, I think we'd be, I think we are, we have actually gone further than I expected us to in our development as well. I think that's worth saying, and I think that's why you've just got to keep. For me, I'm just trying to keep, keep it in in context, really. And we're gonna that, be know, fine. We Let's be clear on that. We're gonna yeah. be fine. We're just scratching yeah, around yeah, and yeah, finding yeah. the right Agreed. balance, aren't we? And Agreed. when we do, Agreed. look out is my general point. I'm just a little bit frustrated that I. Got, allowed myself to get probably a little bit too excited a bit too early is what I would probably say my problem with this is so like next game is Brentford isn't it which I yeah. think is at Anfield but I'll use no, Brentford yeah I'm talking about league games yeah so what I, I'm I'm using Brentford as an example so say we were playing away at Brentford today and we played like that and we drew 1-1 I'd shrug that off I'd be like yeah you know what if you get games like that it happens decent opponents and we weren't at it what I really struggle with is every year it it just seems to be like these newly promoted teams and we fucking shit the bed against at least one of them there's no excuse for not beating Luton Luton are fucking awful let's just get that right Luton are dog shit it's it's a toss up which of those the three newly promoted teams are the worst they're all genuinely awful like historically bad like by the end of the season there might be like only two or three teams with a with a worse record than one two or maybe even three of those newly promoted teams that's how bad they are like and we knew exactly what they were going to do we know how how they play you know, they're just the big, the physical. They'll defend. They'll hope to get a set piece, counter attack, whatever. We come against. We come up against that all the time. We know exactly how to play, or we should do, how to play against teams like that. And yet, 
we play like that today. Now, I also think part of it comes down to just individuals just not being at the races. Like, I thought Dom did nothing today. He did not look like himself at all. Mo was terrible. So you've got those two, that which was so good last week, that link up with, with them last week against Forrest. You know, everything we did in the first half was coming down that side with them too. And we looked really, you know, so dangerous in that area. And then you get that today where neither of them can do a thing right. So we've lost that attacking threat down that right-hand side. We weren't getting a great deal down the left because you've got Joe Gomez playing there, who's yeah. best will in the world. He's going to just stop and cut back inside, and he's not going to be going on the outside trying to take anyone on. So it, it was just... It, the performance was bad. I think a lot of it is down to individuals either playing badly or not taking chances... And then part of it, like the bigger picture, is just in terms of tactically, we should have done things differently. But I take Brownie's point. We can talk about like the tactical approach all we want, but if you put the ball in the net, none of that matters. And we're coming away with like a 2 3 nil win, and we're all saying, yeah, fine, job done. Decent performance, not great, but that's what you need in games like that. We could, we and that's could have had the same down. conversation after the derby because I thought we were shit in the derby, to be honest with you. But we, we scored the goals at the end. That That's... That's the game, isn't it? Yeah, you put the ball in the back of the net. Your and it, it away. covers lots of, lots of uh, deficiencies, doesn't it? That's okay, so the game, we, we still haven't really, really talked about the elephants in the room. That, I, I was just going to get to that. We're yeah, talking about like, chances. So, um, the mad thing is with this, as I, I'm going to draw me Where's golf analogy. Go, Ian, no, everyone? no, no. Look, I, this, this is no way. I'm not defending him at all. I'm explaining it. I'm not defending, but I'm explaining what I think's happening here. And I think this is purely in his head. It's just, it's a mental thing and nothing else. Yeah. Because yeah. these are chances that like any one of us would have put away. It like bums like, well, I'm not going to say bums like us. I'm not classing myself in that. Bums like Paul <laughs> could put those sitters away that Darwin's scoring. No, I seriously, Brownie, that, you played at me. I, I, I never I missed easy that. chances, Brownie. But, come on, you can criticise whatever you want about my game and never miss the easy chances. No, you'd have been offside. But Not when they've been offside. We played five aside to eight aside. Oh, don't go offside. down this fucking rabbit But anyway, no, the, the point the that I'm, I'm making here, no, <laughs> it's in his head and I'll draw I me agree, golf yeah. analogy because it's it's the two foot put. And Brownie, when we played last year, I chipped in from off the green. We need to remember? talk about this, by the way, but we'll get to well, You did as well, to be fair. You, you hold one from off the green. I hold one from off the green. And this is the difference. Like, that's Darwin 25 yards out. His mentality is, oh, I fancy this. I'm going to have a go. And that's me. You put, like, a wedge in my hand off the green, and I'm thinking, I might hold this. Stick me over a two-foot putt. And my mentality goes from, oh, I might, I might make this to, oh, don't fuck this up. And it's a it's a total negative scared. It that it's scary. Like I'm scared over short putt. Darwin has missed so many of these easy chances. There is no way it's not in his head when he's getting these chances. He's not thinking, oh, don't fuck this up. He's not relaxed and and he's scared in those situations. I said yeah, last week with, with Jota's goal, if that had fell to Darwin, I I would not have fancied them to score it at all. I would have expected them to have missed that chance that Jota scored last week. After it was Darwin's shot, it gets saved, and Dar and Jota puts it into like a empty net. I would have, I would have been like, oh, Darwin's probably going to miss that. Now, why is that? I mean, he's had shots from outside the box today, which were going right in the corner until the goalkeeper's yeah. tipped it away. 
So yeah, there's not a problem with like ball striking and accuracy and all of that. He gets it 25 yards out and he's thinking, I fancy this. He's two yards out and he's thinking, don't fuck this up. And I'm absolutely convinced that that's what's going on in his head. Oh, now, I how do you fix that? Evidence. How do you fix well, it? Well, needs to maybe to a head doctor straight sport, away. sports psychologist or maybe yeah, fucking yeah. Suarez needs to get on the phone to him and Both. give him a pep talk <laughs> and just say, look, you need to just... Put, forget bite, it you've got to be mentally strong and, and just forget out. it just forget about that you should be relishing those chances not being like strikers like live for chances like that they just love tap-ins he's the opposite he does not love tap-ins it's like tap-ins is just like his that. kryptonite that's concerning do you know when you talk about people missing chances and you, you hear that cliche about oh, he, he, he's got too much time to think about that's it. not true he did though. have time to think about that today it's that not was, true like, in Darwin's case like, really that, quickly. It's, that's like I've heard like that analysis and it's lazy and analysis always fine when he doesn't have to think and it's instinctive yeah. no it's not that was not one where he had to think like it's that, even the, the one that he missed in europe <laughs> when he had time to think what he was going to do he did all of that perfectly and then it's like the last second when it's it's putting the ball in the net and he somehow managed to fuck that up but that was not like you know when we've seen players who go clean through on goal from the halfway line and they've got a clear run I'm thinking Heskey yeah, yeah I'm yeah, thinking yeah, that and Ben Teke was another one when they went through and you you knew they were shitting themselves going oh fuck I've got too much time here what am I going to do that applies in that case where, that's where, where I it's think like, that is a fair point isn't it but, but it, it's but very it different it, isn't it? it's not that. that with Darwin that isn't the case with Darwin it, it, it's like because these sitters he's not had time to think about the actual like just putting it in it's instinctive are you saying it comes he's got the yips yeah he's got the yips I said that in the chat earlier on he's got the yips it's the oh, it's yeah. the, the putting yips and how do, how do golfers get rid of the yips well like there's all, they, they try all stupid stuff different grips different puzzles all that stuff but a lot of it is like they go to a mental coach. <laughs> yeah, no, but they'll go and see like a sports is he psychologist. Going to be on Monday night football in a few I mean, weeks. Is it's that like what's going to happen? What are you thinking at that moment when you're over a two foot putt or the ball's like a, a yard from the goal and you've got an empty net? What are you thinking? And I'm telling you, Darwin's not thinking is right, sit there, I'm going to bury this. He's thinking, oh fucking hell, you've missed loads of these. Don't miss another one. And that's the difference. How he's, he's approaching the easy ones. With like any other chance. I mean, after that, when like Mo plays a pass through to him and he runs onto it and he just fucking leathered it. And I'm like, you've just leathered that without even looking at the goal. It's just like, you know, you just, you were relaxed. It comes here, you've hit your shot, he's hit the target, the keeper's made the save. And it's like, why can you not do that when it's, when it's like an empty net? Why can you not just hit the target when it's an empty net? It's a problem, isn't it? It's, it is. You've it's, got to acknowledge I don't think it's, it's like, I don't think it's like a. A terminal problem by any means. I, I think it's something that like will get sorted out, but it, it's an issue that mentally, when he's got easy chances like that, he is not thinking. Oh, well, you shouldn't even be thinking. You shouldn't have to think. And situations like that, you just knock it in the net, and that's it. But he's not relaxed. He's obviously like there's a fear there. Oh fucking hell! Don't miss another one because that today was so so bad. What do you mean by it's not a terminal problem? Do you like mean I think it, I think it'll sort itself out because you know I, I don't know like it's a problem might, for us. It might not happen overnight, like. but you know it's, he's not going to be like this his whole career. Doesn't he? He will sort that out. But like it's the, that today was so bad because it wasn't even close. He's, and the offside thing is like it, it, that's that's neither here nor there because Mo wasn't offside and VAR was have cleared that up no, and, and that, that would have yeah. been a goal. So and I don't think the flag went up 
I don't think he's seen the flag going up. No, he had that's, no clue that's about no, that. No, that's so. So the offside thing is not relevant in any way. That would have been a goal if he'd have put that in. That's a goal that wins us the game because if we get the first goal and we go one 0 up, there's absolutely no way Luton come back into that game. It was all about the first goal there, and we let them get it. And thankfully, we've come away with with a draw because it, it could easily have been a defeat, which would have just been. I didn't expect so an equaliser. I don't know about you, but I thought there's no, no I, I chance we scored. Yeah, that surprised me. That was a pleasant surprise when yeah. we got. I that. mean, we are scoring lots of late goals, aren't we? Though that is a thing with this team. Yeah. No, that's I mean, I must admit, though, I'm not arguing with actually Brownie. I I wasn't expecting it either, but I think in retrospect, we have scored. I think we're the top with with number one in the league for scoring goals in the last sort of, certainly in, in added time, and also in the last sort of uh, 15 minutes as well. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. I've just seen a, a stat there. I'm not sure if I read it right. I was just skimming through. Um, it said that Klopp has had 11 goal scorers, like where he's brought on a substitute and they've scored in the 89th minute or later. Eleven times he's had that. It's like it's the most in like league history and that. Wow! Um, so that's another one today, obviously. But yeah, let's talk about Diaz. Uh, maybe gonna say what a, yeah, what, just, what a guy to score yeah. a goal as well. Uh, like in the circumstances, unbelievable, that, isn't it? What what's the latest on that? I, like as, I heard a report yeah, yesterday which said really something about he's expected to be released. But um, how many reports have we heard about like yeah. in that kind of vein? And you can't trust anything, can no. you now? It's I'm surprised all, he was involved, I'm honest with you, based the, on the, the circumstances. I, I thought he wouldn't be involved until there's some kind of closure there. So the I, don't, I don't think you can overstate how massive that is for him to come on and do what he did today. I, I just agree, think it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Absolutely Show some incredible. balls, doesn't it? I mean, you can get into all sorts of cliches about, you know, who knows how we'd feel if we were in the same situation. I think we do know how we'd feel. We'd be absolutely, like, broken, falling to bits. Mm. You'd have to just be, like, in 17 different places and none of them on the football pitch. And I think the fact that he's come on and done that, and you know, his mum—he's probably not even seen his mum either. Well, she's on the other side of the world, so, so exactly. So not let you know, go after not. because of the security concerns. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like, not sure if she'd so. come over here, but I imagine that she hasn't done. No. And you know, he's so it's just it, the whole thing is just absolutely horrendous. And I, and I can, you know, obviously you can accept that people in difficult, in stressful times, you throw yourself into work or you throw yourself into something else, and it lets you focus. But even so, it was absolutely massive what he did today. I think just I, 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 very, very hard to empathise with that position and put yourself in that position. I don't know how any anyone can imagine they'd be able to cope in that scenario. I think it's pretty incredible, really, and I, I don't think we should let it yeah. pass without without just laying that on as thick as yeah. we can. Because for me, it's true. I think what's probably happened initially, we thought he'd flown back because that was the, the initial reports. With that he was flying back, and there was also Klopp said something about like we've sent a couple of people with him, 
So I think the plan initially was a couple of club employees are going to go with him and he's going to go back. And then obviously the Colombian authorities had said, not really safe, you, you need to stay where you are. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. know about that until like days afterwards, really, when he, he trained on Thursday, I think it was. Um, but I think he's he's obviously been away since the Friday or Saturday night, was it? When Whenever it was, he got the news. We were playing on a Sunday, I think, so we got the news on the Saturday night. Uh, so he stayed away from the training ground. After a few days, it's probably like it, there's nothing he can do, and he's sitting yeah. around in the house. He probably is like, look, I need to get out. I can't be like sitting in the house. I'm totally helpless here. I want to be back around the lads and and just you know because there's a support structure there for him as well. So I think he's just wanted to get back at it because he can't do anything you know he's just sitting around helpless it's almost to take his mind off it isn't it yeah because like, he's not going to take his mind off it but it might do for like an hour or two when he's training yeah, exactly yeah it's just yeah. a release isn't it rather than just sitting around in the house constantly just like you know stewing over it all um and then the, again the game today it's it's a, it's an escape it's a distraction um and it is and it isn't because it's obviously on his mind. The first thing he does when he scores is he's got the message on his T-shirt and that. It's so, motivation. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, almost selfish kind of way. <laughs> like, I don't mean it like that, but he's obviously motivated by that, isn't he? He wants to perform. He wants yeah. to show like... And he sent a message as well to like, you know, the, yeah. the kidnappers will be seeing that as well. And maybe he's just hoping like that there'll, there'll be some kind of like sympathy there. You know, they look and go, oh, you know, we need to just bring this to an end. I mean, we don't even know what they want. They've not said anything about like specific ransom demands or anything like that. And even if the, even if that was reported, could you believe it anyway? All they've said yeah. is like they know the group that's done it and uh, they've got a long history of doing stuff like this. But yeah, it's it's just a absolutely horrific situation, and I just can't speak highly enough of him that he was able to come on and do that today. Yeah, so I, I I don't even know where to start with it. Like yeah. It did like what goes on over there. Like the, the culture is very different, isn't it, over here? Like we don't yeah. know anyone who's ever had a family member kidnapped. It doesn't no. happen here, does it? Like no. so, how do you even begin to compare it to anything you've ever came across yourself? It's like really, really difficult situation. I, I, I was the same as you, Dave. I thought I, I read the report and it said he's been sent home, and the club have um, sent some people with him to look after him. Klopp and I assumed that. it meant Colombia, like it, like home is in Colombia. Yeah. But yeah. By all accounts, it means nowhere he lives up here, you know, Formby or wherever he might live. I don't know. It's like he's literally gone back there and he's just sitting there, staying up all night, like waiting for updates, yeah. which is just not a good situation to be in, is it? Like, no. So I, I think what you've said, spot on. He's obviously been sat there for a couple of days, as you would be, like worried sick. And then someone probably turned around and said, listen, you, you're not adding any, you know, you're not getting anything out of it. You may as well go back yeah. to training and. And then wait for updates from there, like. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, I can, I can understand that. I mean, I, um, I had quite a bad bereavement myself a couple of years ago, and I just, I just wanted to be in, you know, after the first day, I wanted to be in work simply because I didn't want to sit around doing nothing. Totally understand that. I think the thing that's kind of blown my mind is, uh, is the, is the fact that he then played and performed. You know what I mean? That's the thing that's kind of like really, whoa, fucking hell. So, yeah, I understand you want to be distracted and that you want to be a trainer, you want to be around the boys, but then coming on the pitch and doing that in that in that moment, in that way, I think is, is just like, I just, honestly, so hard to get your head around. I just, I, it's, it's incredible, really, absolutely incredible. I don't think there's words to describe how um, yeah. 
yeah. almost superhuman it is on in, in that moment to be able to cope with what he's dealing with and to just be able to focus in that moment. No one should be able to really focus when they're dealing with all that stuff. No. So to be able to come on and do that, to be able to switch his professional brain on, um, is just remarkable, really. Um, fair play to the guy, and hopefully his dad's released soon. There are noises that it looks like it may happen coming from the terrorist side, so or the the kidnapper side or whatever they are. So. Just hope his dad, he gets some good news about his dad in the next day or two. Yeah. It's like what I said, like, uh, it was either on the last part or the one before. Like, kidnapping, like, some politician is one thing. You know, the, the general public are not really going to give much of a shit about that. But when you're t- kidnapping, like, arguably, like, the most popular sportsman in, in Colombia, you're not going to get any support. It's like, what are you trying to achieve here? You know, do, do you care about, like what the public think or I, I don't know I don't know anything about it so I don't know what the motivations are or any of that I just I assumed it was money but maybe it's not it doesn't seem to be because they've not said about like ransom demands and and you know it's just a, a strange it's, it's like it's a complex situation that we know nothing about really you know yeah, like the yeah. what's going on with like the political just side of it on. and all of that but it just seems strange like if you're wanting like support by like you know the country like the people of the country it seems an odd thing to do doesn't it yeah they've picked the wrong person haven't they mm. if they're trying to make a point i think is is what you're saying yeah uh we talk about the looting goal the only thing i was praying for was that the replays had showed that there was a handball and it wasn't There's it was no, not a chance was that a penalty i want to mention harvey because i i think Harvey again made a really positive contribution to the game when he came on without a doubt, definitely did. But when I watched the replay back, I'm like, oh, come on, you've just got to wipe the lad out on the edge of the box, haven't you? Even if you take the yellow card. We don't do it, do we? It's not. I know. It's, 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 I am with you, but it's not something to, that we you've do. You've just got to take enough. him out. He, he could even got away with without getting a yellow card by doing it as well. He just was a little bit soft, I thought, in that challenge. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think, think we can blame Costas either, but I thought I thought Costas could have at least given the guy crossing the ball and something to think about. He didn't. I mean, I know he wasn't going to get there, of course he wasn't, but just at least get a bit closer. He didn't seem to even try to get close, which frustrated me. Just just actually get into his field of vision a little bit at the very least. And I don't think yeah. I don't really feel he did that. He kind of slowed up and went straight instead of like going directly towards the man. Um, I, I thought he could have just put a doubt in his head. Recovery pace was on show as well, wasn't it? When you watch it back yeah, on the kind of back yeah. post, he's do, he's busting a gut there, in in the sense that you can't you can't criticise no, him. He's, he's given yeah. everything he's got there. The yeah. point is, if you've got a six who's who's just more mobile, I guess, in terms of like sprinting over yeah. five to ten yards, then he's probably gonna get in and get his head on it. Like he gave everything he had there, and that just showed up, didn't it? That yeah. that's not really his game. I did, to be fair to them, it was a good goal, wasn't it? It was like watching us in a way, wasn't yeah, it? You they, know, they like well. off a set piece. They did well, like one, two, three, bang, goal. That's like what we do. It's the mm-hmm. Red Addos thing, isn't it? Um, but there, were, there, there was definitely... I just think Harvey, for me, just stop it at source. Take, how many times do you see like fucking Rodri do that and he gets away without getting the yellow card, just nip somebody in the edge of the box and it, it just kind of stops it at source, doesn't it? I'm a bit disappointed about that. Yeah, I, I think that's... Something that I wouldn't just level at Harvey either. I think that goes right throughout the squad. We've not got enough players who think like that and, yeah. and want to do it, you know. Uh, and it's uh, it's not coached, is it? That, it's clearly it's it's not something that like. Well, we don't. That's what <laughs> I mean. It's not coached do, yeah. by by our coaches. Whereas like Mourinho would would insist on every single player in his team Anguardo. in that situation. Yeah, but it's and it's Monty. obviously 
Yeah, it's not something that we do, and it is something that we should do. So yeah, that that's agreed, agreed. But like the way I, the way all of our players reacted to, like to the handball, I was convinced we were going to see a replay, and it was going to be like a clear handball, and then I seen it, oh, and I'm like, pathetic. really? He's all appealed for that? Like fucking hell! Pathetic, wasn't it? Yeah. Would you th- would you think any different if it was clearly on target and it? It is elbow, like because no, I don't. I think mean, I let's was, be fair. Let, too close. Let, let, it was too, too let, close. It is, yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, what if, what if he's two yards from the line and it's his elbow kind of thing? That I, I think they were more asked about the fact that hang on, that stopped the ball from going there, as opposed to these papers he handled the ball. If you know what I mean, I don't think that for one second that's handball. It's not. His arms in a natural position the, the for jumping. Thing, you jump, your arms are going to be yeah, out yeah, and it goes side. over it's your not head. Like his hand is up above his head. His arms are out, and he's got his yeah. He's not looking at it. It's gone over his head and it's been headed back at him. So I'm just making the point that it it alters what happens next without you gaining a massive advantage from it, which is really difficult. I mean, the constant changes in the handball law have basically left players thinking that you know they've got a great shout if it even touches somebody on the arm. Hasn't it really? Yeah. You know, with VAR in the mix, you can make it a factual decision. It touched his arm there; it's a pen. And you know, I just the, all the chopping and changing, and the and and uh, the change of emphasis in, in in that law is is what is what leads to this kind of doubt about what is and what isn't. You can't keep up. Yeah. You can't keep up with it. And it, it also depends on the team involved, because if that's Man City at nil nil, they probably get the goal choked off and they get given a pen. Um, but for the rest of us, no, no chance of you getting a decision like that. Maybe Newcastle as well. Yeah, maybe they're, they're like becoming the new Man City, aren't they? But uh, yeah, I think we need to be talking about that at some point as well. Like what's gone on this I weekend? I was going to bring it up later on, to be honest. Is there anything else you want to talk about from today? Uh, no. Nothing springs to mind for me. Um, no. I think we've covered everything. Maybe we'll think of something as no, we go. I think the game, I think. Our game is pretty simple, isn't it? Like, mm. we were just wasteful. It's simple as that. Yeah, two points dropped. Uh, okay, so the VAR incidents, not just this weekend, but you can even go back to last weekend, what happened to Wolves against Newcastle. And then... <laughs> so, I don't know if you've seen Gary O'Neill's interview last week uh, after the penalty got given in the Newcastle game. Terrible decision, never a penalty. And obviously Wolves have been on the receiving end a few times this season. So Gary O'Neill, he says something along the lines of, um, I've tried talking to them and it's a complete waste of time. And he said, so now I'm not even going to bother talking to them until like the the up the game to an acceptable level. He said, um, until then, I don't want to know them. He was just completely wiping his hands of the whole thing. He's like, you know, they're just shit. There's no point talking to them. They're shit. And until it gets better, you know, I'm washing my hands of the whole thing. And then a week later, in like the fucking hundredth minute (laughs) at Sheffield United, the exact same penalty gets given against them. And it's like, he he didn't even kick off about it afterwards. It's like, what can you do? He was just kind of like a broken man. He's like... And I just looked at that and I thought, this is so unacceptable that this shit keeps happening. And then, of course, you get like the Arsenal-Newcastle thing, which I've got mixed feelings about that one. I thought that statement Arsenal put out today is a fucking disgrace. It's an embarrassment. 
it's like yeah you you got like some subjective calls when against you and you're putting out a statement it just cheapens it's like we we put a statement out that's completely justified because what had happened was like unprecedented in in football in this country we put a statement out and now it's like every fucking team that gets a decision against them feels like empowered I don't know, to be Dave. doing that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think Arsenal had any any right to be to be doing well, let that. Well let, let me tell you my thoughts I, on that then because I, I in 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 and of itself I agree with you. So I, I think it was just, you know, it was incomparable to what happened to us. But I haven't got a problem with it in the sense that this narrative about that well it's the the whole issue around what's going on with refereeing and VAR. And it's not just VAR, by the way, it's refereeing as well. It's not being grasped by the clubs collectively. So we're in a situation now where every single week, referees and VARs are distorting the outcome of matches. Totally. Every single week. Where would you want to go though? That's my point. And, well, hang on, let me finish my point. And, and so for me, while obviously that's, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's pathetic the way, um, you know, what was it? Mistakes happen from Arteta when it was us. To try the best, now the boots, mistakes happen. Now the boots, yeah, now the boots on the other foot. I agree with all of that. Pathetic, embarrassing. Um, but by the same token, the bigger picture for me is is that the more clubs kick off, the harder it's going to be for, the, not, for meaningful action to uh, be avoided. Webb needs to go. And everything that puts more pressure on Webb, to me, is a good thing, regardless of uh, how correct the position of the club is at the time or how it, is, how it compares to the injustices that other clubs have, have dealt with. They need all this ramping up on them. And the thing that pissed me off this afternoon was seeing fucking Prime Minister of Football, as, as Mark Goldbridge calls him, Gary Neville, like just, just pontificating about how everyone needs to shut up about referees because that's just the way it is and it's a tough job and, and they need... No, absolutely not. It's always been a tough job. These are, There is a cultural issue with refereeing in this country right now. The quality is really poor. They're under massive pressure, but their way of getting themselves out of that pressure is to back each other all the time and shut down any discussion or openness or debate around how to improve it. Mm. They are quite clearly backing themselves all the time. They've got a them against us mentality they are close it's, it's a south yorkshire police mentality and mm. i don't want to trivialize hillsborough it's not about that so let's take south yorkshire police out of it but it is that like it is that mentality of us against the world that's what that's what they're taking on board that's what web is doing they're all dickheads they don't know how hard it is yeah we're getting things wrong but let's stick together boys let's make it right they are backing each other all the time and not looking hard enough and objectively enough at what's what they're doing it's a little echo chamber in there and they're all saying yes howard he needs to be bringing in well I, he needs to go for me I, how he survived our yeah, thing of course absolutely blows my mind he we, needs we to know go that. somebody we else know needs that. to come in and they also need to bring some new blood referees in as well to change the culture rapidly because the, the culture is not about let's reflect and improve and get better it's about how do we deal with the pressure that we're under let's find a way to scramble through it's absolute bullshit. And so for me, anything that puts additional pressure on them to make this issue not go away and be brushed under the carpet is a good thing. Arsenal are a joke. Don't get me wrong. Arsenal are a joke over the whole issue. But I was pleased to see it because it just increases the pressure that these pricks are under. Because I, I, it's for me, I think the league have got to get together 
And to me, it's what I thought was going on with Liverpool's statements when Liverpool was sort of making noises about what we're going to do. Yeah, but I, in my mind, I thought they are kind of like gauging the re- the reaction of the club in the background, and there's going to be a response via the Premier League, and the Premier League clubs are all going to get together and say, "This is shit. We need to do something about it." I maybe that didn't happen, or maybe the response they got wasn't good enough. But that ultimately is what will fix this mm-hmm. because the Premier League are the people who employ them, basically. The Premier League needs to say the quality of refereeing is not good enough and it has to change. And the more clubs that get it, that get on a high horse about it, the more likely that is to happen. Because it is ruining the game. It's absolutely no, it ruining is. the it game. Is. But just, okay, so two points. I agree with everything you said there, but there's two points I'd make. Um, firstly, in terms of when the referees are saying about how hard it is and all that. I've said all along, refereeing on the pitch is so hard. It's a really, really hard job. But these fellas have got it easier than any referees have ever had it in the past because they've got the technology helping them out. There's no excuse for the decisions that they're getting wrong. So they can't hide behind how difficult it is. It's like, well, you've got it far easier than anyone's ever had it before. Yeah, So that, that doesn't apply. Secondly... I agree with all that about it needs to be like in the public eye and pressure needs to be put on. But I think what Arsenal have done is undermine that. Like like Sean Dyche fucking crying the other week. What, after the derby. That you mean? Yeah, it's it all it does, it makes everyone else go, Oh fuck off. You got a decision against your big deal. And but they were saying, oh, fuck off to us, Dave, yeah, when it wasn't I know, trivial. I know. That was the time for everybody that to was come the together, time. though. That's well, they the didn't. point. So my, my point no, now is, so we just need to keep now, the narrative what I'm going. Saying. No, fuck yeah, but them. Paul, I, I agree in theory, but I think they've gone about it the wrong way. What It should be what you said there about what you thought Liverpool were doing. That is what should be going on with, with Premier League, like the chairman, whoever. With, they should be discussing yeah. it with each other. Arsenal, if Arsenal had to put a statement out, well, we can say if, they, if they'd have backed us, when, when that happened, if other clubs had said, we've seen yeah. what's happened there, that could have happened to any of us. Should have Something been the last They didn't. Nobody stood by us. We were left, left hung out to dry. But instead of Arsenal putting out that statement that they've put out today, if Arsenal waited a couple of weeks until somebody else got absolutely boned by like a, a horrendous decision, which will happen because it's happening every week. Every week. Arsenal could have then put out a statement, say, for example... We noted what happened in the game with, let's say, Bournemouth getting stiffed against Brentford or something like that. Whatever happens in a couple of weeks. It um, could be anyone bar City, couldn't it? Yeah, another te- yeah, basically, yeah. But other teams could have then, they could, they could get together and, and not make it about a decision that went against them, which just makes it look like sour grapes, because that's all it looks like with Arsenal today. No, it just looks like sour grapes. Agreed. So I'm all for everybody making these, like, you know, putting the pressure on web and saying this is not acceptable. Th- things need to change. We're not having it. You're ruining the game. I'm all for that. But when you're doing it because you're pissed off about a decision that went against you, and you know, I mean, the the thing that they're kicking off about, like the goal, I I thought of the three things that that were the three factors in that goal, the free kick, the push in the back is the, the one foul, where I'm like, clear it foul, should be ruled out for that. Definitely, you can't Definitely. say for. And this is another issue about like the, the tech. Why, why have they not got technology that can tell you if that ball was over oh, the line? That's, that's mad. Laughable. The whole guy exists. That they've not got like a. Uh, and I in the sky looking straight down that line and, and you can instantly say if it's if it's in or out. You know, it's laughable that they haven't got that. Tennis has had it for twenty years. Well, and all why, why why did they not have a camera angle to determine the offside? They couldn't they couldn't make out the exact moment when 
Joe Linton touches the ball, so they didn't know if Gordon was offside because they didn't have the well, right that's camera angle. Like, though, when you look at that foul, well, like, yeah, I know. Two extended arms. Put, he of pushed course. him in the head. The head that he wanted to actually flick the ball back with. But it's he another layer to it, head. though, isn't it? It's a, it's a third layer to, to what went on. He may have been offside. He may not have been. So, given that the technology that they've got, yeah, I can accept they weren't sure if the ball was out. Yeah, I can accept they haven't got the angle to say if it's offside or not. Mm, but it's agreed. a push in the back. And given the, like, the dubiousness of the other two, it, it may have been ruled out for either of the other two. You would, human, it's just a human nature. You'd be like, kind of thing, okay, that, yeah. I'm not 100% sure that that is or isn't a foul. But given all the other dodgy things that are going on in that goal, I'm going to lean yeah. towards it being a foul. You just and know they it's didn't not do right, it. don't you? No, and they didn't do it. And it's what Paul said there about they're shaping results. For for whatever whatever reason you want to say it is, whether it's personal bias, whether it's corruption, whatever you want to want to say, yeah, we'll, but who we'll keeps probably never know. From it, like, we but, need to start asking the question: Who keeps benefiting from it? Well, we know it's, who keeps benefiting. The fucking, who yeah. keep fucking benefiting but from then Newcastle Newcastle will argue that um, Havertz should have got a red card earlier on in the game. That's they'll be saying. Well, he, he didn't no. send Havertz off. Then you know one of the Newcastle players should have been sent off and wasn't. So. But again, this is how they get away with it. This I've been saying all this all along. Things, this is though, how this they is get away the with moment, it. The moment where everyone had to come together was exactly, when it Brownie. wasn't subjective. That's the point. Exactly. It was like, hang on a second. Like You can argue anything you want about this decision and yep. that decision. Nobody can argue against what happened in that Tottenham game. So that's when all of the clubs have got to come together and go, no, we need we need some change here because that a team's being like denied a goal when it factually was a goal. This isn't about I think it was a foul, but another referee might not have given it. That's yeah. not that's not what happened. You fucked up. Your process fucked up. Whatever it was, I think it's incompetence. I don't think it's corruption personally. I think it's incompetence. And I think I broadly agree, but you can't rule it out, no. can you? You can't, you can't rule it out the, the, when they're no, all going the over to Saudi to ref games. That that's you can't without really... a doubt. This question's a, I I agree. But like why would they screw wolves over if it's corruption would be the oh, question. It's not all corruption. Like, I know Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's incompetence. That's without a, a lot of it's pettiness. The fact it's every week for me is Gary O'Neill says what he says and a week later they get an opportunity to fucking make an example of him and go, Oh yeah, we'll we'll fuck you up again like we did last yeah, week. We'll yeah, but you talk about shots, that. Know your role and you, shut your mouth. You mentioned that, don't you, about like it's human nature because that they're fucking, slagging it off they're just as small that, and petty that's, that's, as we are. That's an unconscious bias kind of thing, isn't oh, it? It's a conscious but, bias, I'd say. It, it's like Well it's it, it may in some levels unconscious where you you maybe not realise and you're going against that manager because you don't like him over something he said. In other cases, it's like, oh, I seen what you said last week, you prick. We'll have some. My of this. simple point is, our refs are fucking shit. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Shadow, and you know, without, the thing the is, the same point about the corruption points goes to Dave's point about conscious bias. Things are so bad that you can't rule it out. That to me is the issue. Definitely we always yeah. accepted human error in yeah. football and refereeing, didn't we? Yeah, we'd have a moan about it. In some cases, that was part of the pleasure, but it was never. It was never like this. Because what we basically said is, we've got a magic wand to get everything right. We'll make absolutely everything black and white, empirically correct, and that's probably not the case. Because they're not they're not trained effectively enough in how they use it. Their processes aren't good enough, and they're all they're all crumbling under the pressure. And then they put, appointed a fella at the top, whose whose answer is to just let's all get together and ignore the outside noise and just tell ourselves that we're right, we're right, we're right. 
It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I want mess. to hold my hands up here and I want to issue a formal apology about VAR because I was one of the people who was like, I wasn't calling for it necessarily, but when it came in, I was like, okay, yeah, I think it's going to clear up injustice, which is what it should have done. And I had a problem with people moaning about it where they were like, well, that decision was wrong. And I'm like, well, it's not that that's a subjective thing. It wasn't brought in to fix that. It was to get rid of the howlers. What I never ever believed it would do yeah. is create yeah. injustice and it's Absolutely. creating injustice yeah. which that's what's by most doing that, about it isn't it that by doing do you know that what, though, it renders Ronnie, it pointless I, that's not, the point there's i don't think there's anything wrong to be to be set to be in the position that you were in before var came in because you look at other sports and it had done exactly what you were hoping for in other sports and yeah. there was no it, it seems like there was no effort whatsoever to learn from other sports i mean i all was the naive sports though because i assumed me, that they would Yeah, exactly. All the sports where it works, it seems to me they are sports where there are lots of natural breaks in play. You don't get long periods where the game just flows on and on and on and on and on. And that lends itself to these kind of interventions. Football is a constantly flowing game. And we're not used to, even when the ball goes out of play, we're used to getting it back into play quickly. Everything about the game has been about that. You take a throw in, hurry up, get on with it. You've got a goal kick, hurry up, get on with it. We want to play. We want the game to flow. That's what we all love about it at its best, isn't it? All these other sports, tennis, where it works really well, cricket, where it works really well. I mean, to a lesser extent, and I don't know anything like as much about them, rugby, where I believe it works pretty well as well. They have constant stoppages in play where you can where you've got opportunities yeah. to do this. Football, they don't seem to have thought about that at all. They don't seem to have gone to speak to these other people. I mean, it must be near. It's been going on years and in Hawkeye and tennis has got to be nearer for twenty years than ten, surely. Oh yeah, it's been in cricket. It's been around for at least ten years, has it? You know, there's there's, oh, there's so much yeah. expertise and experience out there, and I don't think they paid any attention to any other sports at all there's just an arrogance about we're the world's biggest no, game they thought they we knew better best. didn't they that was exactly the thing, like, so i yeah, think your exactly. original position is absolutely a perf- is a perfectly justifiable one we thought this could be applied well we can deal with the empirical issues get absolute clarity over those because the one area where it does work well is did the ball cross the line that's there's the only no, area it's the only so. one but you could do that you could do that with you could do with that if with it just the, fixed the ball howlers, the it would be good is flag. my point they reckon that Hawkeye will do offsides yeah. as well. I, I didn't Just want it. Fix the howlers, you great. I didn't now want it. Howlers. At no point did I want it. I was never in favour of it, and I would happily fuck it off now. Now, yeah, me too. The, the reason no I doubt. didn't want it, I can't. I'm trying to think who it was. There was an FA Cup game at Anfield, and we were playing. It might have been Wolves. I don't know. It, we were playing a team that was in the Championship at the time. And I think they got promoted, so we we played them since. But at the time, it was a big deal for them. They were coming to Anfield in the Cup, and they scored, and they had to wait ages like for the, the celebration. And then the goal, I think the goal got given. They also had, like, I think two of the goals they scored that day were, were like, massive VAR checks. And I'm looking at the players on the pitch, and I'm looking at the away fans, and they couldn't celebrate. And, and I'm like, this is, like, this, you know, if you take away this like VAR and you play this game in in like previous years when it didn't exist, they would have been like some of the best moments in the lives of those fans in that away end. And them, and although they still got the goal and they still got to celebrate, it was totally tarnished Not by the it. Same. And I'm Not like, the same. I don't want this because what you gain from it, it doesn't it doesn't make up for what you're losing, which is that moment. And I'd see half the goals now. Yeah, yeah. I'd look at. I was really good at at it. I I hardly ever got caught out, and I'd hardly ever celebrated goals 
that yeah. got ruled out for offside because instinctively the first thing I always did was just glance at the linesman and see if the flag was not I was away. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but the, the the point is, like that moment of like celebrating a goal is gone. Like even today. So like Luton yeah, scored that goal and like they celebrate, but it's they're also it must be in the back of the minds. Every Liverpool player was appealing for a handball in the box there. They yeah. knew it was going to be looked at and then it's it's in the lap of the gods whether like whether it's going to be a goal or whether it isn't. And that takes something away from the moment. And that's the thing about like footy. That's what we, we grew up with. That's what we love. It's that moment of Absolutely. the goal. And yeah. the VAR has taken that away. And it you can't even say, Well, we've gained so much that it's worth what you lost. It's not. We haven't gained we haven't gained at all. Because yeah, okay, we sometimes haven't. like they will they'll get a decision way, right that, that gives a goal that it disallows a goal that shouldn't have stood, or you get a goal when a linesman's put a flag up wrongly and VAR's gone, No, actually, that's onside. So yeah, it's not like they're fucking everything up. But the problem is there's so many things that like that that are wrong. And I always, like, yeah, we all got wound up by referees in the past and that, but it's so much easier to deal with that when, like, you know, okay, that fella on the pitch, he's had one look at it, normal speed from from one angle, and it's happened really quickly, and he's got it wrong. So, like, the two Wolves penalties in the, the last couple of weeks when they've got shafted, I can understand why the referee on the pitch has given both of them as a penalty yeah. in, in real time at real speed. Yeah. And yet you'd be aggrieved, you'd have a moan about it afterwards, but this magnifies it by about 100 because you know that somebody has then looked at a replay of it, seen that the players kicked the turf, and that's why he's gone down. He's not been actually fouled. The defender's pulled his foot out. He's not made a challenge. The The attacking players kicked the turf, tried to draw a little bit of contact as he's on his way down. And you've got some fucking dickhead watching camera replays of it and then saying, ooh, there's a tiny bit of contact there. So that justifies the on-field decision of penalty. And it's like, no, that's not what this was brought in for. You're there to help out the referee on the pitch. You're not there to just back him up and say, yeah, you're right, I'm not going to overrule you. The whole purpose of it is to help the guy in the middle who's got a really tough job to do and only gets one look at these incidents. That's what it's brought in for. And it's not what they're doing because it's all this clear and obvious bollocks. And then you've got like Mike Dean saying he didn't want to put his mate in a bad spot by making him go and look at the screen even though he'd seen what had happened and this is what's happening and and that's why it needs fucking off because people will say and this winds me up it's like oh it's not the technology that's the problem it's the fucking dickheads running it well yeah obviously it is but how are you going to fix that these are the best referees we've got apparently so like who are you who are you going to get in to go do abroad. it, go yeah. Well, abroad. that's the, that's the only thing you can do. Is like the richest league in the world. Th- that's, that's the only wages. thing I... you can do. But it's Turkey's <laughs> voting for Christmas. The referees are never going to be like on board with that, are they? Um, now it should be taken out of their hands. I was saying before. Yeah, I think the is all right in in Europe, though. Like, nah, we don't see enough of it, though. I'm disagreeing with myself. We don't see enough of it. Do you not see Iago Aspas? I mean, it's mad watching the Copa Libertadores. It's quick. It's a lot quicker, though, in the European games. They don't fucking ask about. They just make a decision and then they move on. That, All the more reason to bring people in from Europe. Yeah, but it's not a flawless system. I go back to what you said, Dave. It used to be you look to the left or the right, you had a cursory glance at the linesman, and now you stay at the fucking scoreboard and wait for three minutes. And that difference is too much for me. The moment's gone then. 
Yeah, we, it's you, too much for me. That you can't celebrate the, the moment. moment the linesman was legging it down the other way. You knew you could go wild, yeah, and now you're waiting for the scoreboard. The, 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 like <laughs> at Anfield, the crowd are talking about a VAR check before it even fucking comes on the scoreboard. The yeah. scoreboard ends up being so late. Oh yeah, they're well we already behind, know yeah. what's happened. It's ridiculous, and ever it's, it's just no, no, just it, no. It's killed the moment, and it, it's at least half the goals that you see. Your celebrations a little bit reserved or like even non-existent at times. I think more than half. And that's what I'm honest. saying. It's at least. I keep that. looking to the right. I keep looking at the scoreboard, thinking, "What's going to happen here? Like, has something happened?" But they're not going to be able to do it in the immediately, Ardy. That's the problem. So you still, if you see anything, like sometimes you'll see something and you're not sure. You're like, "Oh," and sometimes it happens on the halfway line. Is that a handball? Oh, not sure. Yeah. And I then hope we don't score off they this. They run through well, and think. they score. And, you, and your first thought is they're going to go and check this for handball. And so it just it affects everything. Even though you might still celebrate it, you're not celebrating like 100% like same. flat out. It's just not the same. And I'm just like, somebody who wanted it and I'm saying you now, yeah. it's not the same. It's, it's oh, killed. Yeah, I'd, I'd, fuck it. I'd fuck it off, definitely. Because there's not, like, there's no, like, yeah, we can talk about bringing in like foreign officials and that might help. But it's not going to solve it, and I just think you're not gaining enough to justify what oh, you're losing by it. I, br- I bring them in to referee the games, not just the VAR. No, so would I. So would I. Don't. But like, keep even, the goal line technology, and then get rid of the rest. It's shit. Even doing I, I that, I go though, back to your boys winning at Goodison. Know that that's the one that tipped me over the edge for wanting technology when we scored that. <laughs> winner at the pit yeah and Suarez so ran off and, every, and he was two yards on we're not it even talking that, yeah. we're not even talking borderline here and I agree with your point you always say how good they are they are brilliant they're like linesmen yeah, the they're linesmen, fantastic yeah. but that do you know one thing we haven't mentioned there is apparently the Premier that. League were, were asked if they wanted Hawkeye for offsides yeah, and they said no and it is being used in other leagues much more successfully. The club there was a reason, though, no, wasn't there? Like the they, they said, no, said yeah. that they, they were about to get an extra, uh, like a new kind of updated version of it. So they said, why, why spend the money now when we can do it in six months kind Fucking of thing? Fucking cheapskates, so, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> there's not much money going around football, you know, Paul. You're not <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah. But if you start bringing in the foreign refs, like... Then you're also running the risk of like, well, what's the incentive to bring them here? You're going to give them more money than they're getting in their own leagues, yeah. and then their own leagues are going to up the wages to keep them. And no, before you know it, afford, eh? before you know it, you're going to well, the league might might be like making decent. I'm not saying that's not my point anyway. I'm not saying that you wouldn't be able to get them. I'm just saying like the price goes up and up, and all of a sudden you're going to have these referees on like you know fucking hundred grand a week or whatever when they're getting that in a year. And it's like, on the flip side, though, can you imagine what the riots would be like in France if they had Atwell and Taylor? That would be boss. Gilets jaunes would be all out on the streets afterwards, <laughs> flinging, uh, flinging uh, Molotov cocktails after a refereeing performance from Taylor. <laughs> the more money that they're getting as well, the the more room there is for corruption and little side gigs over in like Saudi or whatever and... You know, I, I, you could argue that you pay them a better wage, and that takes away the. the, the you know, you don't need to go and t- take a back because you're getting this. Jordan Henderson didn't I mean, need to go to Saudi Arabia either, but he went. Oh, listen, cunts are cunts. Yeah, but that's and that applies to so many right, refs. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> so you've you've just proved me points because like yeah, no, most of I these refs that. are like that. I just think it, the, the more money that's rests. involved, the more the more like make you. I, I think they're in a position now where they're arguing this is not worth the shit for what we get paid. 
Now, obviously, that's first world problems when they're when top Premier League referees are on a hundred grand a year. That's a lot of fucking money. I know it's nothing compared to Premier League players, but that's a huge amount of money. If you think about the the basic wage, what's the average the average average salary in this country? Average annual annual income in the salary is about twenty nine, thirty something like that. I think mm. the last time I read it. And so they're getting more than three times what the national average is. That's a lot of money. But by the same token, a lot of them probably think we take a huge amount of shit for this. I feel like it's low. True. You know, considering how much money football generates and how important officials are to the game. Well, that's kind of me. I feel like that is a really low number. Yeah, um, pay them more. But they're so bad at the jobs, it's like they're stealing a living anyway. So, <laughs> I think La Liga pays double. La Liga theory, pays double. If they were good at the jobs, wage. I think that they should be getting a lot more than that if they were good at the jobs. But yeah. the problem is they're not good at the jobs. But I, I just, I, I don't which know, is, we're, at, we're at crisis. Which is why you reset with referees from out elsewhere. You pay more and then you develop your own. You know, the crisis means you have to take crisis, you know, crisis decisions. You go and recruit the best. You pay more. And then you say to the rest, you want to play in this, you've got to reach this standard. I want to talk about... that makes it simplistic, um, but that's a way forward. I'd like to talk about Carrigan Neville in this, to be honest with you, because I feel like... um, I want to start off my point by saying I I love Monday Night Football. I don't know what you think about it. I love it. I really look forward to watching it. I think the analysis is fantastic. Revolutionised understanding of football, hasn't it? It has. I think the argument... um, with that versus the like uh, match of the day is to get a lot more time, don't they, to look at clips and they can put yeah. together the analysis and everything and they've got a benefit of that. I, I think they're brilliant and I think somebody, I I think it's clear as day somebody's had a word with them about referees and said, listen, will you just go but easy on us? Because that yesterday was an absolute fucking joke what they came out with about that foul in that Newcastle game. It was a fucking joke. So on the commentary, live in the game, Gary Neville said, that's not a foul. And instantly he said it, to the point where it made me think, are the VAR listening to him and making the decision based on what he says? Because the moment he said it, they moved on to then checking the offside. Or is he listening to them? Which we know that he has got access to. Yeah, could be, yeah. Could be that. That was clearly a foul. And then after the game... Carragher said everybody moaned about VAR getting involved and checking it, and now they're moaning saying they um, got involved, checked it, and didn't give a you know still didn't give the goal. I think it's right that the goal was given. Them two can just fuck right off. They've definitely had somebody in their ear telling them, "Listen, you know it's a hard job." And you see them schmoozing, don't you, with uh, Howard Webb and all the refs doing all the linesman stuff and all that. That they can fuck off. One of the big things to come out of this weekend for me with them two is they can both fuck off when it comes to referees. <laughs> Absolute joke. Well, Neville did a massive about face after the Spurs one, didn't he? You remember how he was in commentary and then how he was... Who, who had a word with him after that, I wonder? Mm. Yeah. Was I'm definitely... telling you, there's something going on there. Mm. Definitely. I'm not sure it's as cynical as that, but I certainly think that they're too close to all the, to, to, to the behind-the-scenes stuff in football. They're probably, I reckon they probably just empathise with them on a human level. They probably had conversations with some of the refs who were like really struggling. Some of those refs are probably going home and having mad sleepless nights. They're under massive pressure. And they probably have conversations like that and they feel sorry for them. I'd much, I think it's I'd be an much entertainment more open to thing as well, though. saying it's cynical. Um, no, but there's, yeah, there's I mean, a cynical I, element, but it's also they work for Sky and that game yesterday, let's be honest, that Newcastle-Arsenal game was fucking shit. Nothing happened in that game. It was boring. Sky love the controversy, So in a way, Carragher's lo- looking at it though and going, well, like, we haven't got a goal to talk about. What's going to happen here? Like, we want it to be a goal. They always want it to aid on the side of a goal. 
you know what I mean? Because that's more entertaining. They want more goals. One of the arguments about bringing stuff. Oh, like I this see. In I see what you get more goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's almost going. Yeah. Ignore all that. It's just let you know. Let's because just be happy. We've got a goal. Yeah. No, he yeah. pushed him in the back. He pushed him in his yeah, head. The head he wanted to use to head the ball away. Like. Stop being a dickhead. Imagine if Carragher had gone in to head that away and someone pushed him in the head. Do you think he'd be going, ah, no, it's all right, just move on? Would he fucking quite rightly so? You could tell, by the way, uh, it was Saliba, wasn't he? I know it was, it was Gabriel, the defender. Gabriel, yeah. yeah, it was Gabriel. You could tell, by the way, he went down. It, was, it wasn't It was like a defender throwing himself looking for a free kick. You could just see no, that it was... it was a foul, clear yeah. foul. Because yeah. you can tell, like, just by the way, like, he fell, that... You know, it's a, it's a clear foul. But just going back to what you said there, Paul, about like some of these refs are going to go home and have sleepless nights and stuff. In some cases, I do think that's probably true. I also think that is further reason to fuck VAR off because it's now, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. making them like they're getting so much more shit because the expectation levels are so yeah, high yeah. now. It's like, well, you've got no excuse for getting decisions wrong anymore. And Mike Dean hated working on VAR. Mike Dean, he, he said, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. you know. And he refereed for, what, 20 years in the Premier League? Out in the middle, you'd think this would be so much easier for him, looking at a TV screen. And he's got all the angles he wants. He's got all the slow motion replays. He hated it. Whereas... He was fine out in the middle, you know. He was not. I'm going to say fine. I'm not saying he was a great referee. I'm saying he was comfortable in his own skin being a referee in the middle of the park. He hated being on VAR, and he won't be the only one. And again, it just because I feel like it's cranked up the pressure on them so high now. Absolutely, because you know, there's, it, another, there's no excuse for being shit when you've got all. Just like on that, that point, Dave, as well. There's, it's there's like there's Darwin with, about... with the tap-ins. It's the same how thing. Do, how do you actually prepare referees for that when VAR is only used in the top flight? So you you only start to learn how to do it when you're in the, when you're in there doing it. You know what I mean? There's no opportunity to learn out of the spotlight. You can't you know you can't learn Sunday League when you're when you're like 18, 19, 20, as some of these young referees are. Can't learn in the lower leagues and non-league. You can't. You basically, you walk into you walk into the into you get your chance in the Premier League, and then suddenly the whole way you referee everything that you did that you that, that you earned this promotion based upon. Has now changed because you're now subjected to VAR. It's crazy. Would you know on it's that mad. point, Paul? You know, my brother-in-law's a season ticket holder at Sunderland, and he was saying to me like he hates it when these Premier League referees get demoted to the Championship. He said like referees in the Championship. He said the the fucking horrendous. He said it's proper shit. He said but when Premier League referees move down, he said you can actually see them hesitating on decisions yeah, <laughs> because they're thinking. Yeah. You know, they're, they're that used to, like, having VAR there. And, like, and he said, enough. you can see it. He said, like, the way they referee games is not how th- they would have refereed it before. He said it's impacted them, that having that safety net there of, like, of VAR. He said, so when they get demoted, they're terrible. He said, they're, like, they're really Just, bad. Yeah. And it's because the referee in games is though VAR's there when it actually isn't because it's the championship. They're second-guessing themselves all the time, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's a fast that you have it in different competitions as well. Like we didn't have it on Wednesday, did yeah. we, in the Bournemouth game? No. And it was <laughs> they showed a replay of um, a Bournemouth chance, and he was two yards offside. Do you know and what? You could see Brian, the linesman didn't he flag. He didn't flag because he thought, like, I'll just let him go. You know what? He wasn't. I thought that exact same thing at the time. I was like, oh, that wouldn't have counted anyway. And then when I watched the highlights on LFC TV the next day, it's actually Dom that touches the ball. 
he, Dom makes a tackle on that on the lad. He, the lad doesn't Don't pass fucking it. ruin me point no, for me, will no, you? But, but again, this, this goes here. back to like what we're saying about like how good the linesmen are. Like he he must have seen who the balls come off, and he's not put his flag no, up because he's two lucky. yards off. He just got lucky. But he was two yards off. They don't usually miss those ones. But, Unless it's Suarez at the pit. Yeah. yeah. Which is or Sterling at, at, the, at the Etihad. These are the things, though, that make me like... Uh, I just... Like, I know, know but... I can't are we all agreed things. it needs to go? Yes. Just to round this up. It should never have been brought in. And it Would you get rid of it, Brownie? Go. Would you get rid of it now? Um, reluctantly, yes. I'm saying yeah, reluctantly I because I don't want to go against myself. <laughs> yeah. Brownie hates admitting he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will. I'll hold my hands up. Yeah. You're yeah. not so good at that, Dave. But we'll well, listen. When it happens, I'll be the first one to admit. <laughs> so, Paul, you didn't say you you want it gone as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, you know, I thought I had. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's 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 a disaster. It's literally ruining the sport. It is. It's it's ruining it, it's ruining yeah, the it's match go. going experience. And I'm actually getting angry about games that don't even involve us. Yeah. Like that yeah. proper no, pissed me off what happened to Wolves. And I fucking hate Wolves. You know how I feel about Wolves fans? <laughs> fucking knobheads. <laughs> but I was I, I was really wound up by it, just like the, the total injustice of it all. It pissed me right yeah. off. And I put that something on Twitter about it, like about what Gary O'Neill had said, and then a week later that happened to him. And then I get Wolves fans in me mentions, and I'm like, I wish I hadn't fucking said anything now, you pricks. I wasn't supporting you. Like, one of us going, oh, well, it comes to something when I'm agreeing with a Liverpool fan. I'm like, fuck off. You just maybe want to change my mind now. And then, <laughs> you you so, <laughs> and, then and someone else went, oh, well, yeah, you know, look look at all the decisions Liverpool have been getting since what happened to them at Spurs. And I'm like, what fucking decisions? Well, a player didn't get sent off in the derby for like, you know, a 50 50 one that could have gone either way. What other decisions have we got? You know, but this is how the narratives like shifted. People are now actually thinking Liverpool are getting the, like the benefits of decisions because referees it's, are trying to make it up to totally us, and it's football. not even true. Listen, let's I did talk say about nothing would come out of that. You know, can you remember me saying nothing would come out of it? Yeah, nothing has come of it. Fucking stick, and nothing's no, changed. No, I was, has it? That no. was my point. Nothing will change. Yeah, but you were being a bad shit house. That's that was why we had to go. I was telling you, what's the fucking point? Nothing is gonna change. Has anything changed? No. No, you, you were being like. I wasn't. You were. I said like, to you, nothing will change. Did you it's get your lunch money stolen off your every day in school? Absolute waste just went, of fucking time. What can I do? Yeah, there's my money. I'm not gonna. It was a fucking complete waste of time. Was moaning about anything but you've st- because yeah, but we're all taking the piss out of our. We never said that. Like, so. We never said oh, that anything would happen, hell, boys. We just said that you can't take it lying down. You've got to at least stand up for yourself. That was all we all said. All I said and was you nothing like, will change. I said nothing will change. You said we should change. do nothing. You've just said you yourself said. nothing will change. I'll go back and get the tape. You said we shouldn't do anything. Boys, I think we moved way beyond entertaining on a podcast here. <laughs> I was right, you were wrong. <laughs> this is like the group chat. No, Brownie was, <laughs> Brownie was being a shit house. That, that's all. <laughs> no, this he was right. Let's talk about all that. Let's talk about all that. He goes, Oh, yeah, you were, you, you were right. No, you oh, were right. God, that nothing would happen, but none of us disagreed about that. We just disagreed about what we should do. I feel sorry for Smithy now trying to make you two shut up about this show. <laughs> let's talk about Toulouse. Come on, let's move on. We've done loads on this VAR stuff. Uh, what do you want to say? Because I'm I'm not ready to move on to that yet. I'm still like pissed off about today, but it's an early kickoff, isn't it? Isn't it like fucking? Yeah, it's a tea time six, one, yeah. isn't it? It's a six o'clock. I'm gonna miss yeah. it because I've got 
like kids footy thing going on which i'm not happy about so i'm gonna miss the first half an hour of it like what i mean it's, we're, know, we're all we thinking it should be another wise? three points aren't we it should, yeah even it's all even it's all fine in terms of getting qualification from the group and we don't we're almost we've almost got enough points haven't we i think if you look at it yeah, like traditionally how many points 10, need 10 always get you through doesn't it really yeah so we, we win on thursday we're 12 through, aren't we? Yeah, we win with through and a draw almost certainly through. I wasn't impressed with them either, like considering they came to Anfield and they proper had a goal, like didn't they? they so did I'd have imagine a goal, at home, yeah. at home, they'd, they'd do at least the same thing so we can pick them off and just ping it in behind. And just not good you know, without the ball, right. they had a goal, but without the ball, they were, yeah, they were not good, really. really. Poor. Yeah, do we want do we want Darwin to play to fill his boots? Should he be on? Should he be playing? Yeah, I think you need to. I think you need to get him out there and after, yeah, yeah. After just that, for horrible, an hour, horrible mean, miss. Wouldn't be playing him for the full game, like just give him. An just hour. let him get a couple of goals going. Into I don't think he'll start. I think Gakpo will start, won't he? You would have thought. Yeah, they might both start. If 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 we get a bit of resolution to the Diaz situation, you would think they'd give him the game, wouldn't you, to get like leg uh, minutes yeah. back in his legs? Yeah. Hopefully that's sorted out, and then yeah, Doak Doak's fit, isn't he now? I think yeah, yeah he's back, back in training, today, so yeah. I think he might start. I think the front yeah, and, 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 front and also might get a give Mo a rest as well. Yeah, yeah, Defoe. So, mm. so I think the full front three will get a rest. Um, midfield, you'd think Endo, wouldn't you? Endo Kurt, has, what, what's has going, to for What's me, going yeah. on with Curtis? Like know. I heard something today about a few weeks out. I don't know. He just said got a knock in training, but they've not, as far as I know, they've not said anything. All the journalists of... said something minor, a minor yeah. knock, missed training on Friday. That normally means a few weeks, doesn't it? About, okay, no. About fitness, can you? No, not at all. So Endo and Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Endo, yeah. Harvey, definitely. Who else in midfield? Gravenberg. Mm. Yeah, I suppose yeah, so. Yeah, he came off early or, didn't he, today. Or you give McAllister a game in his preferred position. In his position. proper position. Yeah. Give him an hour like there, and then yeah. you bring Gravenberg. To yeah. Costas yeah. um, coming back in. Quanta, and Matip. Quanta, Quanta, Matip, Gomez, right back. Costas. Costas, left, left back. back. Well, not one of the no. kids at left back? No, Costas for an hour and then... Just because he didn't play today. today I much. don't know what, if Chambers is injured again because Scanlon was on the bench the other night and Chambers wasn't, so I don't know if he's picked up another injury. But yeah, Costas for, for an hour. Did you watch the 21s game? Did he no, play for them? I didn't watch it. I know they got beat. I didn't watch it. Got swatted, didn't they? At that 16-year-old played, didn't he? It was his first yeah. game. Yeah, he's he's training with the first team, isn't he? As well yeah. at the moment, he was on inside training this week. Yeah, seen that. Yeah, I was all full of beans after watching that, thinking, yeah, you know, what a team. I thought so we were up for this. And I yeah. thought we were going <laughs> to fucking destroy Luton today. Oh yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I really did. I, uh, just after watching that, I'm like, oh, look at the lads, they're fucking <laughs> right up for this. They mean business. Really <laughs> <laughs> going play like that. <laughs> Got My lads, this morning, and, and uh, you know the other thing that I fell for as well. Did you see um, Dom's interview on on like, the Footy Focus thing? And they yeah, said, "What are the boss. aims for the season?" To win and he was like, "I want to win everything." Yeah. And I was like, "Yes, here we go!" <laughs> and and then like, he goes and, he and got plays hooked. like that. He was shite. <laughs> but yes. the funny thing with that is like, he's Dom's like just oozing so much machismo. The bird, like who did the interview. She was fucking like six or seven months pregnant just from five minutes of, of being in a room. 
<laughs> Did you get on to that? <laughs> I said I got on that, yeah. She definitely got more pregnant as the interview yeah. went on, like, no doubt about it. <laughs> she was dead skinny when she walked in. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I got totally suckered in by that, thinking, oh, I'm going to win everything. Dom said, like, why not? And then we went and did that today. It's like, oh, fucking hell. And then the other one as well, the other video, um, with the Christmas presents. Did you watch that one? I've not seen that one yet. Curtis I've seen it. Yeah, it's too early for Christmas. Um, That's what's doing me, I didn't. Yeah. No, the fifth, is, um, Christmas Curtis video. Cup and his fucking dressing yeah. gown on it was boss. I know, he was just walking around like the training ground like Hugh Hefner, wasn't he, in that dressing gown that they gave him. Yeah. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> but yeah, they've undermined it all by going and playing like that today. I was all like so hyped up after all those videos and like, oh, what a great bunch of lads. We're going to win everything this season. And then like, yeah, reality bites. Uh, anything else then? Or are we done? I think we're done, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. All done. Okay, so we'll be back on Thursday night. Uh, early kickoff's good because it means I won't be still up at like one o'clock editing the pod. So I'll get to bed at a sensible time on Thursday, like these early kickoffs. Um, not good for anyone who actually has to work rather than work from home like me, but. Uh, yeah, you won't see it, Brownie. Paul, how oh, you will. Uh, Donny will be on with me on Thursday. Uh, we've got our European correspondent, John Brennan. So it'll probably be like I think me, we need John. Me, John and Chris. We, yeah. we need definitive pronunciation on croissant from John, by the way. Yeah, I'll ask him. As he's bilingual. On croissant, French yeah. speaker. And I'll I, I, I want him to speak French in that, <laughs> that strong as fuck accent. I, I always wonder the if, accent translated if to French. Yeah. I've witnessed that, you know, when I, I was, was going to ask you, Brownie, because you went to Paris, didn't you? Unreal. So has he got I think an Irish I used to speak French in a very Irish accent. I think I understood him more speaking French than when he spoke English, to be honest with you. <laughs> fucking nuts. Absolutely nuts. What an experience that was. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll, we'll get JB to uh, to settle the Croissant debate anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be nice back on, on Thursday. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you soon. best word I can say but uh, we'll describe this was boom <laughs> 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 Ooh, what was this it was really good